0: Did you know that it took Mr. Beast five years to hit his first 100,000 followers? Now he's like the biggest YouTuber that the platform's ever seen. That's so cool. One of my favorite facts whenever I'm having a slow day. (laughs) And did you know that Amelia Mm DeMoldenberg from Chicken Shop Date, she started that show all the way back in 2014. Whoa. Almost 10 years ago. It wasn't until about seven to eight years after she started the show that it really took off and Mm -hmm. became a mainstream sensation. But she like kept at it. She had like a good small like cult following in the rappers that she was covering. And then it just like took over. And now almost 10 years later is when she's getting her shine hosting red carpets at like the golden globes, the Barbie movie, the vanity fair after party for the Oscars. So this episode is going to be all about slow burns, mm-hmm. specifically with one of our favorites.
1: Sabrina Carpenter.
0: Sabrina Carpenter. So hi, I'm Coco. And I'm Nikki. And this is Share Your Screen. Welcome back, baby. Yes. Thank you guys so much for watching. This episode is all about what I'm calling the Sabrina Carpenter effect, which is essentially this idea that I love that, and of course it's subjective and But sometimes I think the people that are the most well-equipped for success and fame are the ones that have been working at it for a long time.
1: Totally. And the quote I always love to use is it takes 10 years to become an overnight success. Yes. And I think that sometimes even when experiencing rejection or Mm -hmm. uh, negative consequences or sometimes prolonged periods of nothingness, that that is designed to be a part of the journey to prepare you for what success looks like so I think it's really cool again like when you see a Sabrina Carpenter someone who's been doing this for so long Mm -hmm. and has been doing music for so long even after she left Disney which we'll get into and is now hitting her peak and also has as you've noted like gone back and reflected on it and been Mm -hmm. like I'm very grateful that it happened to me in this way because Compare her to someone like a Miley Cyrus who like it really came out out the gate and I think it was clear it was like too much too fast. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's opposite ends to the spectrum and and I'm excited to dive into her career.
0: I know and especially in the world of like what we deal with which is like internet fame which happens so much quicker too. I think I'm always – like juggling with this idea of the quicker that someone becomes famous, sometimes the quicker that their shelf life is or that mm-hmm. they fall because they aren't prepared to handle it, the weight of what's coming. And so I love studying people like the Mr. Beast and the Amelia Dims and the Sabrina Carpenters of the world who really perfected their craft in a way when like no one was looking. I mean, people are always looking at Sabrina Carpenter, but we'll get into why I think it's different. But anyway, so. Before I dive completely and I just want to say thank you guys so much for subscribing and reviewing the podcast. We've gotten some new reviews recently which I love.
1: Keep them up, please. Keep them up. Please, please, You're helping us chase a dream.
0: You're helping us so much. I think reviews really help you grow on the charts and we have been growing and like I feel like every week we get more and more listens and it means so, so much. Yeah,
1: and if you're a YouTube watcher, go follow the Spotify. We'll keep you company on your drive to work, you know?
0: Exactly. And if you're a podcast listener go watch the youtube videos because we have really great like visuals we're in a studio it's where you can leave comments if you feel like we didn't touch on something that you want to add to the conversation and on top of that if you guys join the discord that's where we love talking as well and like featuring some of your comments in future episodes so with all of that being said thank you guys so much for 15,000 subscribers we're so grateful and we're gonna dive into this episode
1: let's hit it
0: Okay, so Sabrina Carpenter and the Sabrina Carpenter effect. Something that Nikki and I talk about often is that people who have a slow burn often tend to be the most well-equipped for success when it does finally come. And Sabrina Carpenter, you might think, oh, Coco, it's so mean for you to like say someone else had a slow burn. Like maybe to them, they were experiencing a lot of success and you're kind of watering it down. And that is true. The reason that I wanted to make this episode is because Sabrina Carpenter herself mm-hmm. at the Variety Hitmakers Award show recently referred to herself as a tortoise. I love that. Yes. And she said that like her mom and people around her would tell her you're just the tortoise. Like mm-hmm. things just come slow to you. Like you take your time. Yeah. And that she said that it would make her really, really mad and that in moments of frustration, it can feel like a letdown, but it turns out that it is a good thing. I've loved getting to know the mindset of a slow rise. So her herself has said it's a slow rise. I'm not putting words in her mouth. And it really just like gave me the light bulb moment for this episode. What are your thoughts on like a slow rise versus like an overnight?
1: I think it's really, really necessary, especially for things like, any entertainment industry related where people can get famous really young and I think you see the problems of that whether no matter who they are I just think it's it there's definitely some inevitable like emotional stunting that I think comes with a certain level of fame and that's not anybody's fault but it is you know they're removed from Mm -hmm. constantly being surrounded by their peers and working at a coffee shop or going to a, you know what I mean? Like it's just a different life experience. So I think that you really see people who have really, really long careers to generally have had a pretty healthy amount of those life experiences before to have gained perspective about uh, what everybody else is going through. And I think that they, sometimes it even reflects really, really well in their work. Like one of the great examples of the past year was like a Quinta Mm Brenson who, was you know part of Buzzfeed and had uh, made shows previously, Black Ro- Black Lady sketch show and stuff like that. But it was like Abbott Elementary that really put her on the map of winning an Emmy. And I think that that a show written about teachers in the a uh, Pennsylvania school district like couldn't have been written by somebody who got famous at fifteen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it, some of these stories, like you just need to have lived a bit to have gained perspectives about life to then, you know, turn into art. Um, So that's like, I don't know, something I always really, really think about too is I think it's important to live before you experience success sometimes.
0: Yeah, You what you brought up like made me kind of have this like light bulb moment. And of course, again, it's like subjective, but it almost seems like the only two types of people that are equipped to handle, not just handle fame, but sustain it and stay in the spotlight Mm -hmm. for a long time are either one, people that became famous very, very young and it's all they know. They're really good at it. Mm -hmm. And then the other one is not someone who's like an adult and then becomes famous overnight, but is someone who is maybe already in adulthood and has experiences but has lived a normal life, but they've been working at a craft for a very long time and then it sparks. But like they have the muscle and the momentum to withstand it. And I think that like two great examples of this that exist in the same world would be the Kardashian sisters versus the Jenner sisters like Kim Kardashian had been working at this yeah. and her and Chris, I mean, Chris is documented having, you know, helped uh, Caitlyn Jenner create a career after being an Olympian of being in the public eye. And the two of them had been working at this for years. Mm-hmm. So when they got the show through Ryan Seacrest and their show took off, they were equipped to handle it. And then, like the Jenner sisters, I think, are equipped for it because it's all they've known. Yeah. So it's like these two opposite ends of the example. spectrum. Sabrina Carpenter's beginning. She was born a Taurus son. I always have to add that. <laughs> and if I can, 1999.
1: <gasps> That's the year I was Same. born.
0: Yeah. I feel like a lot of important people were born in 1999. There must have been like something about the year. Something, yeah, something in the like water. You know yeah. what I mean? And she was raised in East Greenville, Pennsylvania. At, we've made a TikTok about this that went viral and it's one of my favorite TikToks. I don't even remember. You know the story of how Sabrina Carpenter was discovered by Disney Channel?
1: Not at all, what happened?
0: It was where we were talking about how Sabrina Carpenter got discovered by Disney oh, Channel.
1: Oh, through the Miley thing.
0: Yes, at age 10, she entered uh-huh. this singing competition that was on Miley Cyrus's YouTube channel in 2009 called The Next Miley Cyrus Project i'm
1: sabrina carpenter i'm 10 years old and i'm
0: from east greenville pennsylvania she placed third but she has credited this with like finding her first fandom that really like lifted <laughs> her up and even at like the Eras tour that she's opening at they'll play some of her early YouTube videos where she was submitting them to Miley Cyrus and it's her singing as like a nine-year-old. Yeah, it's like pop it, lock it, polka dot <laughs> it, and it's great. Uh, she would appear, her first acting gig was in Law & Order SVU at age 12. And then her first like real collaboration with Disney was she was a voice actor on the show called Sophia the First, and she appeared on a song with Ariel Winter called All You Need for that show. So I think that was a foreshadow that yes, she was acting in Disney, but she really excelled as a singer mm-hmm. as well. Now... Her big break, I guess, in terms of acting would be Girl Meets World. At age 14, she was cast in the show on Disney. And this is something we've talked about. Mm -hmm. But when she was cast on this show, she also signed a five-album deal with Disney's Hollywood Records. Whoa. Should we sit with that for a second?
1: Okay, yeah. Well, this means. is where like the tea part of it comes in. Yeah. Okay, so if you've seen our, we made an entire episode called Rise and Fall Disney Channel. I think it's honestly one of the best episodes mm-hmm. we've ever done to this day. You should watch yeah. it. It was very well researched. Um, And we talked a lot about Hollywood Records and how Hollywood Records is never directly stated, but there's so much evidence that it can't not be true for a lot of the problems that these Disney experience. Stars experience after leaving Disney. Like, and a lot of the people who have been on Disney and had instantly successful careers never signed to Hollywood Records. Mm-hmm. The biggest example being Sabrina Carpenter versus Olivia Rodrigo. Olivia Rodrigo was signed to Interscope Records, huge label, like off the bat. Billy's under there, Lady Gaga, Lana, Renee Rapp, like huge, huge artists. Sabrina Carpenter signed to Hollywood Records, which is the record label owned by Disney, and Hollywood Records has put out a, a lot of very famous artists. Think of anyone who's ever been on a Disney show; like pretty much they were signed to Hollywood. Miley, Selena, Demi, all of them. So it makes sense, right? You would think that, but I think that especially once people stop wanting to do the show anymore, they use it as essentially a manipulation tactic. Like
0: you have three. You're albums. in a five-year
1: con. You're in a five-album contract. You're only on album three. Yeah, you don't have to do in the show anymore, but then we're not going to really promote your albums. Yeah. And because so much of the promotion came from the show. Mm -hmm. So it makes a lot of sense to me why – and a five-album contract, let's talk about that, at 14 years old is so many.
0: At 14, you change so much in five months at 14 years old, let alone the span of creating five albums. Well, a
1: five-album – if we're doing a normal two-years-per-album cycle – That's a 10-year contract you're signing at Mm -hmm. 14, which is a lot of work yeah, and not really something you are able to comprehend at 14.
0: And I also think with the Hollywood Records, which you kind of mentioned too in our episode, which I'll link out below, but part of the machine of Hollywood Records in Disney's arm was that it was thriving when people still tuned into cable television. So you had – For example, Selena Gomez's first single and music video that came out, they aired it after the Wizards of Waverly Place movie.
1: Yeah, they did stuff like that all the time. Yes,
0: and then Selena Gomez's second single that came out aired after the Camp Rock movie. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. imagine if you were an artist today and you were guaranteed that like your new music video as a new artist was going to air at the end of a Mr. Beast YouTube video. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it would Not even that.
1: It's a Mr. Beast YouTube video where you're the main character.
0: Yes. Like,
1: it's it's huge. It would be huge. huge, huge. And not just that. It was, like, every commercial break. They loved to put the little clips in the music videos and the commercials. They were very, very good at this. They also had, like, Radio Disney (laughs) and stuff. World Meets World was kind of at the tail end Mm -hmm. of these Disney shows. Like, I consider, uh, like, Sabrina, Jenna Ortega, Zendaya – kind of like the tail end shows Mm -hmm. of Disney. So I don't think she got the six, like the advantage of like the Miley generation.
0: Yeah, the trifecta of those three. And I also think that like just people moving away from cable television and going onto the internet and streaming really was where, in my opinion, Hollywood Records began to struggle in promoting their Disney star's music. Yeah, they just
1: never adapted.
0: Yeah, and maybe that's, like where Olivia Rodrigo and we'll never know. I'd love if she ever did like a documentary. Maybe that's where Olivia Rodrigo's decision-making came in for not signing to Hollywood and going with like universal and Interscope. But she, maybe she just knew that Disney wasn't going to be able to promote her music the way she wanted. So speaking of the albums that Sabrina Carpenter began working on again, it takes 10 years to be an overnight success. And I'm not saying that she wasn't successful, but it wasn't Sour by Olivia Rodrigo. You know what I mean? Like it was not that. It wasn't emails I can't Genuine. Yeah, exactly. So her first album was in 2015, Eyes Wide Open. And then her next album was in 2016, Evolution. And then she put out two more albums, Singular Act One, Singular Act Two. The fact that she separated one album title into two maybe was part of that loophole for the record deal that she was a part of. Like it why put out one album if you can just call it Act One, Act Two, and then you're one more down in terms of
1: Oh yeah, I bet. Or I mean if I out. was in a contract too and I had like I could either do a twelve song album or like two or like get to 16, write four Mm -hmm. more songs and do two, eight song albums. I would just do two.
0: And she had some big songs during this, but it wasn't, it was like radio Disney big. It Mm -hmm. wasn't like, you know, again, I always like to think of whether an artist has become like mainstream or not is, are they a household name? Like, If I were to go, I guess my dad randomly knows like so many pop stars, but if I was to go to like my mom or like my older sister, who's like a PA at a hospital and doesn't like pay attention the way I do to this stuff. And I was like, do you know this artist three years ago? They probably wouldn't know who Sabrina Carpenter was Yeah. today. They would know who she is. Like she has, I think began to transcend the public consciousness
1: that my mom doesn't know who anyone is. Oh,
0: (laughs) she's like, (laughs) she's not aware.
1: I don't think she knows how I make money to this day. I'm really serious. Like I don't think she knows.
0: Yeah. So not everyone knows. Yes. Not everyone. But I really do think that like I I classify Sabrina Carpenter in this same genre um, of fame as like Troye Sivan where they both were working at it for so long. Victoria Monet, another
1: one. Yes. Victoria Mm -hmm.
0: Monet. They had very loyal fandoms. Like mind you, Troye Sivan like was at like the Reputation tour with Taylor Swift on stage. Like. They both, they all had their fandoms, but I would say the last year, all three of them broke into the public conscience yeah. in a way that they had not before. Right, They
1: had their breakthrough. It wasn't their start. It was yeah. their breakthrough. And I also hate, I got, we've gotten so many comments like debating this topic, or at least I have, because I made a video talking about how I thought Sabrina Carpenter and Teresa Vaughn both should have been best new artist nominations. Yes. And they were like, they've been around for so long. You're a fake fan for not knowing that. I said, babe. I Pull up there. the website, babe. My first ever concert, Blue Neighborhood. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about it. You want to talk about it? We will. So, like, it's not that, but it's – they weren't famous. Blue Neighborhood Tour was at George Mason University, a college near my house. Yeah. It was not even at the D.C. stadium. Yeah. Like, it's – you know what I mean? That's what I was trying t- to convey, too. If, also, if you read the Grammy website, exactly. Best New Artist is about when they have their breakthrough. And you've seen this with other – uh Artists that are both nominated and won. I think Tyler the Creator won mm-hmm. in 2017, and it was on his third album, yeah. which is as many as Choice On and and less than some people even that have won in the past. Or like Lizzo was another mm-hmm. one who was nominated after three albums and stuff like that. But Glass it's because Animals. they have their breakthrough, like breakthrough. they have an album that like really goes mm-hmm. viral or song, and then that's what takes them to, like, a, okay, you can do a stadium tour now. That, to me, is worth it for a Best New Artist nom.
0: Yes, like, the Grammy website literally classifies being nominated for Best New Artist as Ha- they literally say on the website it is not about the duration that they've been making music but it is about have they broken into the public consciousness this year and the fact that you totally. can nominate yourself i believe three times yep. for best new artist for you can't nominate yourself for yep. that anymore just shows that they're not saying that they picked up a microphone in 2023 so they got nommed it's that like they broke into consciousness right and so. i also
1: like that too because there's a lot of situations where people change genres of yeah. music, people change labels yeah. that are a big factor, people uh, change sounds. Like there's so much that goes into it. And there's also the caveat too in the rules that if you've won another Grammy, you can't be a best new artist. Yeah. So
0: that makes sense. Which
1: I think that's a great system. Mm-hmm. If you've never won before, but you had a really great album this year that like got you on SNL, I think that should be a best new artist. On.
0: Yes. And before I move on to her emails I can't send album that really blew up i do want to talk really quickly about now that we're on the topic a few people that i think were snubbed by the grammys for a best new artist oh nomination. there's so many
1: but i will say it was a very competitive Com- year. it was
0: competitive pink Panthers.
1: that I'm was the biggest sh- one she should
0: be on that list it is
1: crazy that ice spice is nominated when both of them their biggest song of the entire year yeah. is the song they wrote together
0: well and i would argue <laughs> pink Panthers brought in this new sound and mainstreamed this new I mean, it's not a new style yeah. of sound, but she brought in this really unique, like, it, that was not big in pop music until Pink Panthers came on the scene. Right. Her, Ray, a little context if he cuts, he's yep. seen.
1: I was shocked about that.
0: Maybe Ray had, like, nominated herself a few times before, and that's why. Um, Madison Beer, I think she got a nomination in another category, but I, I thought was she shocked should be on
1: about Renee Rap.
0: Oh, Renee Rap was another one. Renee on Rap.
1: I was, like, certain. Like it yes. seems like written in the stars, and she had such like a a great year of progression from like Broadway to then musical yes. movie to then TV show to then stopping that to just do music. Like I like that ju- yeah. that narrative journey of seeing her in other work to get to this point and then having a really great album. Yeah, would have been great if she was on. Maybe
0: you know someone's like really talented when their stepping stone is being on Broadway. a hit. Well and. <laughs> she was on the hbo show the sex life of college girls and i did a video on her like a year ago that went pretty viral and people were like i don't know who she is but like if you know you know but she used hbo as like a stepping stone to then get enough attention to release like to become a pop star period imagine that being your like you're so talented like imagine like Amelia Clark being like Daenerys and like Game (laughs) of Thrones, so that she can release a pop album Uh because that was just like a minor stepping stone.
1: I (laughs) think that's everything. Did you know that Renee Rapp says she wants to be an EGOT winner?
0: I think she said it in an interview. And she's
1: never won any of them. Iconic. I think that's everything. You gotta manifest it early because here's the thing: one, it doesn't happen; everybody forgets about it. Two, it does happen. And That's you're like, bite. ten years ago, like you print, you dig up that clip.
0: Yes. you got
1: that. Someone on your team has that saved on their desktop, ready to go for that when you win it. Go. You got yeah. ten years from now.
0: That's like we are gonna win a Streamy. <laughs> clip this, and when if we do win a Streamy, we'll what, talk about that it. Why is there?
1: Nobel Peace Prize.
0: The Forbes 30 under 30. I'm gonna be like Forbes 50 under 50, but like I'll get Can there we, eventually.
1: Why? What is the point of the Forbes 30 under 30 when there's 200 of them?
0: Wait, yeah, they should be 300 under 300.
1: (laughs) The Forbes 30,000 under 30,000. There's so many Forbes 30 under 30 lists, it's made me not. I don't even get it
0: anymore. I respect it. And like, I even, I talked to one of the journalists who works on it after a few of our viral videos and it was off the record. And I really respect him. And I respect Forbes in the list after that conversation and understanding why it happens. We had brought up that there was a discrepancy that they then issued a correction for. Mm -hmm. So I do respect Forbes. I think they have a really tough job, but what I will say is, and I know I would do this if I ever got the Forbes 30 under 30, I've never applied, but if they ever did like a, um, whenever someone submits themselves and then they're like, I'm so shocked. You guys, I woke up to the oh, news. I'm it. like, babe, your publicist, like probably hounded them for three months. You like, what do you it. mean? You got, you do have it. to, this industry is self promotional and I respect it. Me you too. know what I mean? Like people hate on it. I'm like, but honestly, the they thing. did it.
1: If everybody is lying, nobody's lying
0: that's true you know what
1: i mean if we're all lying about it maybe none of us are lying about it maybe we just are f- i know judging it up a little adding a little bit of flavor a little bit of spice
0: forbes needs to create a 300 under 300k and i'll you on the 300 people no but anyway so i just had to talk it's about just the, the whole
1: name is 30 under 30 there should only be 30 people nominated i get that they do it they're like 30 and 30 in fashion 30 and 30 in business 30 and 30 in digital I'm like, girl, no. Okay, it's not 30 people anymore. Yeah. well, That's some of just the people... what annoys me. Like, if you want to have lists to celebrate those people, I am all for it. Mm-hmm. But use, don't use the 30 under 30. Use a different name. Like, the whole point of the 30 under 30 should be there are only 30, 30. of them. It's... Like, yeah. it is. there are 30 spots for this year. <laughs> like, that's what makes it interesting.
0: They really said 30 times 30 under 30. Yeah. Moving into Sabrina Carpenter's emails I can't send, which... Again, this, even the album is so perfect for her because it was a slow burn. Like she put out the album and I want to say she got so much hate in 2021 during like the Olivia Rodrigo sour. thing. Yes, she did. And so anyways, around this time, she left Hollywood Records and signed to Universal's Island Records in 2021. And this is when her music really began to get like a lot more traction. She put out a single under the new label, which was called Skin and it debuted at number forty two on the billboard charts, which I believe that debut is even higher than nonsense and feathers. But again, her best hits are these like slow burns that just like simmer and build this cult following until it a hits the thousand mainstream
1: percent. the most interesting thing too about Sabrina Carpenter was that she didn't blow up when the music was released. she blew up when. The nonsense outros started getting filmed. And like, can we it talk was about it? Her on tour, not her releasing the music. That was so magical.
0: And the reason that that was so fascinating, like the nonsense outros, that's where I really started to like. I knew of her. I I I would argue like one of her really big breakout songs in terms of like TikTok and the For You page and the public conscience was because I liked a boy, mm-hmm. and that was a really great song. But the nonsense outros were so fascinating because I know like for me, like the few people I've worked with on the music side, everyone can like go viral with a song. Like that's like kind of low hanging fruit now. The hardest thing is to sell tickets and get people in a room to see your tour.
1: Yeah, and it's the way they make their most money.
0: I would argue her nonsense outro videos going viral made her one of the most high selling artists on the tour in the arena she was going in. As a result,
1: I have a theory as to why the nonsense outros by Sabrina Carpenter was one of the most genius music promotion strategies of the year and made her sell like millions of dollars worth of tickets. So when you think about like the way people promote their music, there's, Everything can be the same, right? Like everyone can sing, we're all doing the same thing. The one thing that is the unique experience that changes is the performance, right? That's always why like concert videos go the most viral. So by doing an outro on her most popular song, it is the one piece of the entire performance that changes for every single city. So if you went to a show in San Francisco, then in LA, then in San Diego, then in Arizona, you are taking your phone out to record and post about it a minimum of four times, right? Because at while, like the nonsense song is the same. So after the third show, you might not post about it again, but the outro, you're getting your phone out and you're ready. So it's the fact that like, she i call it expectation variation so like she sets the expectation that there is going to be an outro at every single show but you don't know what the outro will be which makes it viral because everybody wants to be like oh this is the one from this city right so it's like by having the expectation everybody knows it's going to be there so they want to talk about it but because it's never consistent, then you can never predict it. And I think that that's like one of the most genius strategies. And I think we're gonna see more artists in the next year do these sort of um, expectation variation strategies at concerts. So like another great example I saw was um, Renee Rapp. Sometimes we'll do a segment where she like, almost does like crowd work, like stand up comedy section in the middle of her concerts, where she like engages directly, like calls people out and stuff like that. And I guarantee you that that would go so viral, right? Because everybody's heard the songs before. How many times have you seen Renee Ray up do a stand-up comedy show? Never. And it's a very exclusive limited experience. So I think that's really like where the music promotion, and again, talking about selling concert tickets, if you wanna get people to buy the tickets, you have to make them enticed in an experience that is at the concert, not just on Spotify, Actually physically in the venue that they pay for. So I don't know. I'm excited to see like more music marketing that's really geared towards like things people do live.
0: Wait, another example of your expectation variation is Taylor Swift singing a new surprise song in every yes. single arena.
1: Great example. Taylor Swift surprise song.
0: That is so – we could do a whole, like, episode like that. Dude, it's,
1: I've actually tried to make multiple TikToks about this theory, and they never do well. But I think it's smart.
0: Hype it up, guys. Well, maybe this <laughs> – you should clip that, and maybe this we'll TikTok try. will go viral. We'll Mark try. Mark my YouTube words. We'll try. You girls. On. Get in there. Also, it reminds me of, like, why these – if you go into a toy store, in the past, it used to be, like, you just bought, like, the Barbie doll that you wanted. You bought, like, the hairbrush that you wanted. Like, you knew exactly – you bought the Lego that you wanted – If you go into a toy store now and i eat it up every time if you go into a toy store it is not about buying the barbie you want it is a mystery barbie in a mystery box and you don't know which one you're gonna get and i literally like am so embarrassed to say like me and my mom buy these like disney dorables and they're these like little figurines and we buy them because we want to like collect them all and i swear that like surprise marketing makes not only you want to buy it more but like you buy more in bulk because you're trying to get a specific one
1: yep and this it's is not going to surprise you at all it's a japanese and korean thing
0: really they're it's the called, best like packaging they're
1: so good at stuff like yeah. this um in japan there's a lot of different ways they do it. it's called gotcha oh. so they even make things called gotcha video games where it's like you can't unlock characters but you buy tickets And then like the tickets are essentially a lottery system where you get every character, but then there's like a special rare character that comes out every month or whatever. So people keep buying them. But it's not just limited to that even. It's like there's little gotcha like things in the grocery store, like what you're saying, where it's like you get a mystery one and it's cheaper and stuff like that. But then people buy a bunch of them to do it. Also Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon cards, another great way to think about it. Like any sort of trading card where you have to like open a booster pack and the fact that you know, it's like a four-dollar booster pack, but you could get a card worth a hundred dollars, but you could also get cards worth zero dollars. So yes. people keep buying them. You know what I mean? Like it's if it's weird. You,
0: if you literally go into a toy store, maybe we can do this for a TikTok. Vlog number
1: two. Vlog
0: <laughs> number two. Go into the toy aisle of a toy store and count how many of the products are surprise variations mm-hmm. versus just buying the product outright. It's probably like 30% now. It's even like Kylie Jenner. Didn't brats just thing. do a Bratz Club, yeah. it was a Bratz Surprise Club. And one of our favorites, um, Colt from the Gay Man with a Spray Tan. Yes. He, I was even following a series where he kept buying like the Kylie Bratz dolls, hoping to get the one of her I in, was like, so invested
1: for no purple reason. hair
0: at like the Met Gala. I know. And it's viral when people do like unboxings because people want to see what they're going to get. Yep. So it's so viral. Back to Sabrina Carpenter. So her song, Because I Liked a Boy, I think was the one that really like, threw her into the public conscience in a new way um but it's really been the song's nonsense and feathers that have like really gotten a ton of attention um and i also think that the recent controversy around her feathers music video where she also the music video wasn't even that bad like i was like wait no it wasn't bad
1: at all and that's why i hope it was staged like, I hope that it was a fake yeah. complaint done for PR. Like
0: they went into it knowing that they were going to say like an archbishop got fired. And like, exactly. we don't know. Literally posted like a reel about this or something. And my mom, because she's not on TikTok, she's on reels. She texts me. She goes, saw your video about Sabrina Carpenter's feathers. Madonna did something similar with like a virgin. <laughs> Look into it. And I was like,
1: okay. I love, thanks, mom. Thanks, a little Mama generational Larson. input.
0: But I swear it makes it go so much more viral if someone's like, oh no, I got in trouble for doing this dang it, hopefully I don't have to delete the video. Go watch exactly. it before I delete it. Like- not,
1: or not even You don't even have to go that hard. It's just the concept of like what, even if you weren't interested before, the second somebody says it's illegal or they got in trouble or somebody got fired, whatever. It's like, what was so bad in that video? that caused that reaction. Exactly. I need to go watch it to find out.
0: I think Lady Gaga was really good at this early on in her career. Like, she would do things that would get people so mad, but she would boost in the SEO. No one
1: is doing it on the red carpet like Lady Gaga anymore. We
0: need an egg. Why has no one hatched out of an egg? No one is
1: hatching out of eggs anymore. A
0: meat dress? Who comes up with that?
1: Uh, Not even just one dress. Sometimes sometimes three in one. You know? Like, we need somebody who's gonna bring camp back. I know. And... Lady Gaga was doing it like nobody else and nobody wants to step up and do it. We no need to nominate to somebody as the people to our camp ambassador.
0: Yeah. It's not about being the cutest on the carpet anymore. It's about being the campus. And that's what Lady Gaga was really good at. Like she would you didn't even see her face in the egg. Like oh, she no. was just in an egg and then she hatched. No,
1: my favorite part about it was that she got stuck inside of it. Did you know that? And that's why she hatched on stage. She was supposed to hatch in the middle of the carpet, but then they couldn't get it out. So they just kept walking with her no. and then she ended up hashing on stage. But I was like,
0: I'm was sorry meant to be the
1: fact that there's now pictures of her where you can't, it's like Lady Gaga spotted on red carpet and it's not, it's just an egg. Yes. Like it's not even her visible is everything.
0: I know it's something funny about the feathers music video is there's this other pop star. His name's Daniel CB. He's from why don't we, I don't know if you heard of it, okay. but he has a video in a church that he filmed like a year ago And it is so much worse than the Sabrina Carpenter, like not like worse, just like what he does is crazier. And then um, he posted a TikTok where he was like, um, he's like, hopefully people don't look up my music video after seeing like a church try to cancel Sabrina Carpenter. And then the video went viral. And I bet you there's like a spike in SEO searches of people trying to see what he did. That's genius. I know. So I wouldn't be surprised if more people lean into this like, oops, don't look.
1: Yes, I love it.
0: Now, another thing about Sabrina Carpenter that's given her a second wind is her um, being announced as the opening act for Taylor Swift's second leg of her heirs tour. Yeah. And... I mean,
1: I think that's so important. People don't realize how important it is to get an international audience.
0: Especially Brazil. Like, Brazil is the most amazing fandoms. Like, shout out Brazil. Mm -hmm. That's why so many artists, if you ever see them do these like documentaries like Katy Perry they usually talk about the two biggest venues that they prepare their entire lives for Madison square garden and performing in Brazil. Really? It's like one of the, for some reason, Brazil fandoms are just so big. And I would argue, I don't know if it's just like the, the way the stages were set up or something. I don't know. But like the other opening acts for Taylor Swift's American leg was like Gracie Abrams and Gail, the one that sang ABCDEFU. Amazing artists. I didn't see many TikToks about them. No, but and Sabri- they're not Sabrina Carpenter. Sabrina Carpenter is all over my feed for her era's tour opening act. Me
1: too. And that's because I watch and like and repost every single clip I see. Yes.
0: And maybe I'm seeing it because of you. <laughs> yeah. But also, I would argue too, like her outfit, she's leaning into that Halloween costume theory with, with the, the heart. cut
1: out. She needs to launch it.
0: Oh. Like, I want to, why,
1: why can I buy why can a t-shirt buy like that? Like a little heart cut well, out Well, DIY t-shirt.
0: one. Vlog number three.
1: <laughs> That's such a fun video idea.
0: Because it's such like an iconic look. And it's, again, it's one of those things where it's like the Halloween costume theory. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if next Halloween it's a trending outfit to do like the Sabrina Carpenter corset.
1: It's so cute. In a blonde wig. She needs to launch it.
0: Yeah. And I also think her stealing the show at the Eras tour is such a great example of being a slow burn because the other artists that have opened for Taylor, I think, again, you can't really plan how or when or how quickly you become famous. So it's not anyone's fault, but they haven't had the same viral moments as Sabrina Carpenter. And it might just be because they haven't been in the game as long as sabrina like sabrina has been performing for so long that she knows how to handle it once that's another she thing i was gonna say
1: also like she really eats that stage up like is very I'm, good on stage No. And I think that there's some artists who are like great recording artists and some artists who are great performing yes. artists and there's not a strength or like there's not a good or bad to either but her getting the Eras tour internationally exposing her to this audience abroad that would have taken her years to get mm-hmm. if it wasn't for you know being yes. attached to something like a Taylor Swift like This is the beginning. Taylor, like shit, it's I'm so excited to see how Mm -hmm. her next album is. I also love, I don't see many people talking about this. I love how Sabrina Carpenter has leaned into this branding of kind of like being a flirt or just like being shameless like having no shame about sexualizing herself or other people. And I love that because it's so popular in male music artists yes, right rapping. every rap every male pop guy is like singing about a girl or like what they did or they came over blah 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 and women don't do it and they're ashamed for doing it but sabrina carpenter is eating it up with yes. it like every nonsense outro is so sexual every like and i just love it i think she's like also like filling this void of like mm-hmm. uh, a space that people want to see in music
0: And I think it's this like visual juxtaposition of her raunchy lyrics. And yet she has this like fairy. (coughs) Speaking of, I want to talk about some of my favorite nonsense outros that she's done so far. The first one is this crowd is giving me all the endorphins. I wish someone would rearrange my organs. Philly was the city I was born in.
1: I mean, that's a plus one. That's all I got to say.
0: I want to know, like, does she come up with these beforehand or is it like an improv sit?
1: I have been saying somebody needs to, like, she needs a ChatGPT brand deal.
0: Oh, my God. And we find
1: out Sabrina Carpenter is writing all of these things on, like, OpenAI or whatever. But I, I'm i sure they, like, write them in the bus and stuff.
0: If I was on Sabrina Carpenter's team, I would have her put out a coffee book, like a coffee table book. With? All of her nonsense outros. Oh, that's so good. And it could be called like nonsense or something. <laughs> and you can literally just like look through it and it's like a photo of her performing at that theater or whatever, uh-huh. or like her outfit for that theater. And then next to it is just the outro that she said. No, that that's day. cool. And
1: it should even just be like also like a photo book of uh, like a few extra pages after each one. It's like spots that she went to in the city. So yes. like restaurants, coffee oh, shops, all, like a bunch of like Polaroid type like pictures all lined up and collaged together. would oh. be cool.
0: Sabrina, we're if you want to hire us, our emails are in the bio.
1: Girl, we are cheap we'll for you. We'll shift some things
0: around on our Google Cal. We are
1: cheap for you. We're free. <laughs> <laughs> we're free.
0: Um, another one. I've got a personality but no tits. This song is not about Joshua Bassett. I,
1: this one went so viral. Los
0: Angeles, your energy is big. That was her Los Angeles song. I
1: mean, well, also it was huge because everybody thought this song was about Joshua Bassett.
0: It's crazy how, like... That small little thing that happened years ago, gets so blown up, and like even to this day, people are like, "Well, her and Olivia dated the same person." I'm like, they probably not even Who thinking cares, about him,
1: dude. I could not imagine
0: being tied to like someone that my boyfriend or an ex dated like five years ago. Like I don't even know their name. Like, could you imagine? Come- constantly being compared to, career-wise, everything.
1: I know, and it's like both of their ex. It's not like, oh, one of them is still dating them. I know. It's like, they're just, nobody's involved with each no other No one's anymore. involved with Why each other Why are we anymore? making it a conflict?
0: Even like them performing at Jingle Ball recently, it wasn't like, oh, like here's Olivia Rodrigo's performance that did good, here's Sabrina's it was like performance. Sabrina
1: and Olivia Sing. Yeah. I'm
0: like, uh, what?
1: I know, and I hate when it's just like.
0: They put women against each other. Yes. Yeah. Another one is, this is for the Jimmy Kimmel performance. Hi, mom. I'm, I'm on Jim. <laughs> I cannot talk. Hi, mom. I'm on Kimmel. Wish me good luck. Can't wait to read the mean tweet saying I suck. My New Year's resolution is to give no. F-. That was her Kimmel one. I love that. I love that. that love she it.
1: intentionally said the F word when she knew she was going to be on cable television.
0: Right. <laughs> I really, really want her to go on SNL. Oh, she'd I think she'd
1: be good she'd at, be good it. at
0: hosting it so being the one in the comedic acts and also being a performer they do that every now and then for certain people that are really imagine what her snl outro would be guys comment down below what you think her outro could be on snl
1: it would be good talk about a monologue
0: it'd be so good yes so the last one that i want to bring up which is i think when she really broke completely mainstream with this was again the don't look strategy and marketing that i talk about she was on the BBC like a radio show and <laughs> she was doing her outro and it was like supposed to be censored and I think they ended up having to take it down because she said I'm American so BBC stands for something different.
1: I see this is what I'm saying like her leaning into I mean, this like so unapologetically sexual branding is so smart because that Interview getting taken down because she said that, I guarantee will get more views than the interview would have gotten for staying up. Like, it's more viral for people to see a headline that's like, Sabrina Carpenter says something so sexual BBC has to cancel her interview than it is to see... BBC sits down with Sabrina Carpenter to chat new album. You know what I mean? No one cares. Nobody cares. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It could be the biggest person in the world and they just love it when it's like BBC deletes video. Exactly. It's kind of like what happened, like the don't look strategy with Bobby Althoff, where I think she really broke into this like mainstream zeitgeist, not like, of course, when the Drake video went up, that's when we made a video and it went viral trying to figure out who she was. But not only that, but when the video got deleted, like when she deleted the Drake video, People that I talk to, like relatives or like friends of like whatever that aren't even really in this space, like brought up to me. Why do you think that Bobby girl deleted (laughs) her drink? And like people were talking about it.
1: It's the idea of a mystery.
0: If you guys ever see us delete a YouTube video (laughs) and then like re-upload it on like a random site. Yes. Go like spread rumors that like it's like don't look like that is probably us like doing a marketing gimmick. I'll I'll admit (laughs) it. Um, but that's kind of the end of this, but I'd love to hear if you have any other additional thoughts about her. I mean, she's so, again, even though she's been going for a while, it feels like she's early on. Like this is a magical moment and we could probably do a whole other episode in a year from now. About yeah. I mean, it's
1: things. just in summary, I think, again, it takes 10 years to be an overnight success. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you've got to, even the, something you think is a big opportunity, like Disney ends up not being it and you have five albums you have to put out yeah. before you, then write emails I can't send and then release the album. And even the album itself isn't what gets you as popular, but it's performing now, you know, like life is so unpredictable and you have to just embody this mindset of progress over perfection and understand that if you keep progressing, that eventually perfection will come as the result.
0: And the most successful people are the ones who are perfecting their craft Even if people aren't looking in that moment, like they keep, I always say, even like more so, I guess as an internet personality too, I would say that the most successful people, of course, there's so many factors that go into it they're not always the ones that even have like the best personality or the best acting chops or whatever. They're just ones that keep showing up whether people want them there or not. Like I always, like I think a good example and like no offense to them is like maybe like the Paul brothers. Like people are like, Oh, I'd never be good as a YouTuber cause I'm not like, I don't have a good personality. Or, like I feel like I'm not <laughs> interesting. I'm like the Paul brothers. I wouldn't categorize as like good people, Yeah. but they're successful. Cause what I admire is they didn't care if people wanted them there or not. They just kept showing up. That's a great and I way think to there's think about something it. really like, interesting there is that like the people that like truly love it for the art of it Mm
1: -hmm. not
0: always the attention that they're getting and knowing that like the attention will come if they just keep going yeah so i guess we'll end there again you guys if you want to comment down below any video subscribe
1: if you haven't
0: subscribe if you haven't we're at fifteen we we're so lucky maybe we'll hit 20k by the end of december i think that'll be like around like two to three thousand a week which i think we can do i think so yeah so thank you guys so much we appreciate you And we are excited for the next episodes to come, which is going to be, I'm doing a video part one and then Nikki's part two, but mine is going to be 2023. That was not on my bingo card. And (laughs) we're going over the craziest moments. Yep. And then then
1: we're going to do the last video is going to be, we actually make a bingo card of predictions for 2024. Exactly. So stay tuned. Yes. And we'll see y'all next week.
0: Bye.